The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Before I get the keys, we're just coming in and coming for music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? He's about to be Tony. Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Bit of a hook melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh, no, you wanted to play little games instead. Aquaman's a hero! I'm sure it's better than number one looks like. I guarantee you, boys will love that. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. You listen to Fantastic Forum, all games, radio's premier comic book show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the Cal. He is our resident Dark Knight detective. He's Oz. That's right. I'm back. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Next, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler, and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. You don't know how to explain things. <laughs> and last. But definitely not least, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mayor Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking to you about a number of different, a number of different things. Uh, we're going to be talking to you about, uh, we're going to do a review, I should say, of uh, Jeff Lemire's Family Tree. We're going to talk to you all, well, we're going to do, I would think, our normal uh, updates in regards to shows that we're following, such as Titans and Watchmen. And whatnot, we'll bring you the latest and greatest in com- comic book news, uh, and and we'll talk to you about why we're not bringing you a, a review of Calamity of a Zombie Girl. So we'll do all that, and of course, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. But before we do all this, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, 
the All Games Radio Network, and of course, you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's is LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met there. Uh, all you have to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. There it is. Um, so if you want to get down with Fantastic Forum, we have a few different ways to do it. Here's how. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. I definitely want to. Hopefully you do too. Join the party. So, uh, yeah, gents, it's uh, it's great to be here with everybody. I feel like it's been a while since we've all been on the line at once. Am I, am I the only one that feels that way? Yeah. Yeah, it's just me. I'll take that. I'll take that. No, there goes Joe. Bye, Joe. <laughs> what? A car drove by. <laughs> it just—it sounded like, like it was were... here to pick somebody up. <laughs> yeah, that's weird because I'm using my my rig cast, so I was hoping you guys wouldn't pick up stuff like that. Uh, no, you you sound fine. That that was just a really loud ass car. Yeah, I think that's really yeah. We were waiting for them to be like, "You call a lift." Well, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the yeah, that car sounded great on the rig cast. No, it did. It did. It, it, it was. It was flawless. Like, like you, I it, was a, it was a white car with a spoiler on the back. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hears colors. He hears colors. There it is. Um, yeah. So I know we've been trying to do this uh, calamity of a zombie girl joint for a while now and i know that or at least i believe i've i've been the hold up on this right like everybody else that was gonna well, watch it yeah we talked about technically it we talked about it already oh okay. i just really want your opinion on it oh Larry, remember the time that you and i talked about getting you to record everything we talked about that week on your own so it could be yeah. 0.5 yeah and i remember you know we would have two updates per week yes yeah that was gonna be you Talking about calamity of a zombie. Well, so, was, the thing is, your opinion because you don't really, you're not really in the horror. Your perspective is going to be much different from me and Moses. Yeah. Right. So we want to kind of get the yeah, just get the complete experience. Well, I tried to watch it, or tried to go to watch it, and I know you know Jay. We had a conversation about how to do that. And it turns out, so first I was like, okay, Jay, because Jay was like, just, you know, get watch it on Verve. And I was like, you know, I, I asked Jay why I should watch it on Verve, and he gave me a full explanation on why it is I should be, you know, just have Verve in my repertoire, because, like, why not? And he was right, and I was like, okay. So I went to go try to see if I can get, like, uh, the Verve app on my Xbox, and it turns <laughs> out there's no Verve app. No. Really? Yeah. Like, but we had this conversation with Jay and I where he's like, yeah, just download the app on your Xbox. And yeah, it turns out that there is no Verve app on the Xbox. But there is a crunchy. Right. Right. Okay. And so, and Jay and I had this conversation too. And so, because I felt armed with knowledge from, you know, 
pe- people that know more than I in this particular regard, I was like, well, hey, we already talked about this. So I'm going to go to Crunchyroll and I'm going to go to Crunchyroll and, and watch this joint. So I put, I went to the Crunchyroll app on my Xbox and this joint did not come up. And so I'm like, huh, that's weird. And I was just like, well, maybe it's not on Crunchyroll. But then I was like, well, let me go to, you know, like the computer and see if I can, you know, let, let me just double check. Let me go on Crunchyroll on the computer and just kind of see if it's there. And sure enough, it was on Crunchyroll on the computer, but not on the Xbox. Did you try searching? Yeah. No, yeah. That's I, that's exactly what I like. That's what I did first. Like, I wasn't going to go run down an alphabetical list. It's like, you know how many anime there, there are, man? It's crazy. Like, even even the limited selection that Xbox has on Crunchyroll or Crunchyroll did, Xbox. Did you put The Calamity of a Zombie Girl? Uh, you know what? I don't know that I did. Do I have to put the? No, I thought you did, and that's why you didn't get it. Oh no, no, no! I put calamity. Is it is it the calamity or is it calamity of? It's just calamity of. Oh, okay. No, I put calamity, and other calamity things came up, which I was like, oh man, like I didn't realize how much calamity there is, <laughs> but it did not come up on Xbox, but it did come up on the the web version of Crunchyroll. But the web version needed me to sign in because they're like, oh, you know, you have to be, I guess, I have to be 18 to watch this joint, according to Crunchyroll. Right. And I was like, oh. And so I was trying to sign in, and I can't remember my Crunchyroll password to save my life, apparently, which I was disappointed by. And at that point is is when I got pulled away, and hence why I don't have an opinion for you on this joint yet. because. Now, how about for Final Space? Uh, Final Space, I haven't begun watching yet, but I will. It, it, I, I saw like a- it's also on Verve. Oh well, <laughs> Verve. Well, it's funny. Season one is on Verve, but season two is on Adult Swim. Well, I have, I have cable, so I I, I might be able to watch it on demand. Oh yeah, you should be able to do that. through Adult Swim. So yeah, but I'm I like. I just want you to know, man, I put in the effort. I was really trying to watch this joint, and it probably took me, like, 30 minutes to come to a point where I realized, like, okay, I I don't know that I can readily watch this joint right now. So, right now, I'm actually watching it on five different tabs. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, five, five, why five different tabs in your browser? Yeah, I just went on Chrome. And on the homepage, I put stream Calamity of a Zombie Girl free. And then I hit, you know, not the first five links, but like spread out, um, I guess, before the first 15 were up. And, you know, I clicked five of them. I clicked play on five of them and they're playing right now. Like now, granted, they are bootleg sites. Right. But, you know, I can review it on the show in an hour and a half. That's so weird, though, that it's not on the app. Yeah, well, like, you know, I'm a, I'm assuming Xbox must have some restrictions in regards to what they decide to put on their their version of Crunchyroll, I guess. You know what? I think Nia put you on some parental control. You know, it's it's funny because <laughs> you know, obviously Nia is a highly technical individual, but because of that, she likes her her day-to-day life as low tech as possible. Like Nia will literally pass the remote to me to, like, find shows for her on streaming services. Not because she can't do it. I know she can't. <laughs> but but I guess by the time 
she gets to a point where she's like, okay, you know, I just, I'm here just to relax now. She doesn't want anything to do with technology. It's, it's, it's charming in a way, uh, but it's also annoying because it's like, dude, like you're, you're asking me to like switch over from like, you're basically asking me just to switch the input on the television. And it's like, you know how to do that. Like you had the remote in your hand. Like you did more work passing the remote to me than pushing the button. But you know, why don't you set up like a voice command thing? Then all she has to do is talk. Uh, like yeah, she, what? She changed your parental control settings. Is that, is that how she did it? She just yeah. talked. Cortana, don't let Larry get too turned on before bed. Yeah, tell her, tell her your new nickname is Cortana. And then that way she'll be like, hey, Cortana, change the channel. And then it'll change. <laughs> like, you understand that that joint's not supported anymore, right? No, I don't. I don't use it at all. Oh, You still have yeah, a I connect, don't. right? Plug that sucker I in. I have one, but I don't, it doesn't work. I keep mine on the side of the bed in case a blur- burglar comes in. I can throw it at him. <laughs> Uh, no, it, 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 the, the, as far as I know, the Xbox doesn't support it anymore. In no, fact, I was, still, I, I, we it, were just talking. I think, uh, now Xboxes are supported by Google Voice Assistant. Okay, then get, uh, what's it called? Google NSA Assistant. <laughs> like, hey, Google, turn on my Xbox. Well, hey. Pirate Warlord Hex says, fuck that shit. Did you give up and go? Go see season four of My Hero Academia. You know, I I I will say that My Hero Academia is something that I've been meaning to watch as well. I I've I've gotten through maybe the first like four or six episodes of the first season. That's it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I I'm not anywhere close to season four. You're about to get fired from the show, Larry. We've never. Dude, it's so good. No, I I know how good it is. I just. There's only so much time in the day to watch television. Yeah, 24 hours. <laughs> no, come on. We do. There's so much that we have to do other than watching there, TV. You're, you're the dude that, like, I, I could literally show up at your house at, like, 3, 4 in the morning and you're up on TV. I mean, that that might be true. But, you know, like, honestly, those late nights are when I actually get to play games. I, you, you, could, you could watch something, too. You got two screens. No, well, I'm not gonna play a game and watch something that I actually want to see. You know, like there are things that I would put on in the background on so, the TV while I'm doing something else. But My Hero Academia, like I actually want to pay attention to that. It's not, it's not that in depth. Like, you, like you don't have to put that. You don't have to focus that much, dude. Um, have you guys heard of Return of the Obra Din? It's a is an indie game. Have you guys heard of this game? Nope. I didn't yes. know the Obra Dinn left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know I know you have, Jay, because I talked to you about it. But Return of the Obra Dinn is this indie game, like literally a game. I think that, I'm pretty sure it was made by one guy. And it's a uh, it's it's definitely like a, a, a mystery like puzzle kind of game, right? I mean <laughs> it's about a, a a freight, like a a well, not a freight. I'm sorry. It's a, a cargo ship in like the 1800s, and it I'm comes out. back. It comes. You're out. It, it comes back into port, and everybody on the ship is dead. I'm in again. <laughs> well, and it's from so, the 1800s, so I, you know, if they were alive, now you got me. No, but you're still in the 1800s there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes place in like the 1800s. Oh, I thought like 2019. Hayes, there's this 200 year old. No, 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 no. It's it. It takes place in the 1800s. And you're basically the the 
insurance agent that is sent to go to this ship. Okay, I'm out again. <laughs> and you have a book and this um this compass called the Memento Mori. Oh, I'm in again. Which is yeah, it Latin for remember death. Yeah. I mean and you use this compass and you're able to see the fates of these different people and like how like their final moments, like how they die. And so you have this book and in the book has basically like information, like bare bones information, like the ship manifest and the layout of the ship. And like it has like a sketch of all the the like the key people that were on the ship. But you don't have any of that stuff like together. And you're 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 the game is you going around with this this like magic compass looking at people's fine final moments and deciphering who died, how they died, and and why like why they died, like who killed them. And so like that's the whole like mystery of the whole thing is like you basically figuring out the fates of all these people on this ship. Wait. Well it's a freighter ship in the eighteen hundreds, so it's either syphilis or pirates that's hilarious well let's let me say this and you know not because i'm as de- definitely like i'm having so much fun playing this game that i don't want to spoil anything for anyone but well, larry before you get into that uh-huh oh wait no go ahead maybe what you're gonna say is gonna i was just gonna say there's a there's a lot more it's not a mundane story that you end up like figuring out on this joint i have a question i have an answer why okay if you're trying to figure out like how and why everybody on the ship died why why are you an insurance agent and not a cop of some sort cuz well the cops in the 1800s like, well like, like if if a if a ship full of dead people shows up to port state farm's not the one that's going to figure out what happened i mean well the the reason why is because it it's like the idea is like this is kind of the idea is like, okay, it came into port and of course like the, the authorities were the ones that probably were the first people on the scene, but you have your own separate investigation in regards to, okay, what happened to these people and why? Because for your own well for the interests of the people that you work for, you need to figure out, you know, what happened in regards to each of these people's fates so you know who and what you need to pay out. Oh, so you're like the life insurance guy, not the property insurance guy. Okay. Well, you like you're kind of both. Yeah. And uh, uh, Larry, like, again, you don't know how to explain things right. You, you forgot to say that it's high contrast black and white. I, I did not say that it's high contrast black and what's, white. What's That's this game called again? It's called Return of the Obra Din. And second, Larry, it's also, there's a lot of these stories where, it's like your murder mystery whodunit story, but the guy you're following or is investigating more often than not is like an insurance guy. You know what I mean? Like a museum heist or something. You've seen these movies, right, Larry? Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the absolutely. Express, wasn't it like that? Like it was a detective, but he was yeah. like duty. Yeah. He was retired or something. Right, right. Happened to be on the on the train. And and don't get me wrong, like this game is not like it's not an action game or anything like that by any means. Like you know, the story that you find that you find out is really interesting. But, what are you? Huh? Is it on Switch? Yeah, I am playing it on Switch. I I actually came across it initially when it came out on PC. It's also on PlayStation Four, uh, obviously PC. 
Mac and Xbox One. Yeah, but I actually waited for the Switch version because I was like, I want to play that game, but I, I'm pretty sure they're going to put it out on Switch, and they, they did. So, And it's also worth the wait. The Switch hmm? allows you so that you can play and avoid pre-production on downtime. Wait, wait, say what? <laughs> The Switch allows you to play and avoid pre-production at the same time. While you Hilarious. Have- oh, man. But, yeah. But, oh, go ahead, Jay. Oh, um, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, there's 60, basically, you're, there's 60 people on the ship that you're trying to figure out their fate. And I was having a conversation with Jay where I was telling him, like, man, I got stuck. And I have, like, 12 people left and i'm like i just don't know you know like w- like I, I i basically felt as though like i had exhausted all my resources so i'm just like i don't know how i'm gonna figure out who these people are so i kind of set it down and just was like let me background process some stuff you know do like give 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 my brain a minute to kind of like work through the problem subconsciously and uh sure enough i went back to it and i i figured out six more fates and so there's only six people left but two of those six people there's like a a chapter in this book that they don't let you like they don't let you uh know the fate of the people in that particular chapter no you gotta buy the dlc no 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 it's like as part of the story they're like i'll reveal what happens there after you figure out what happened to everybody else and so Two of those six people, I'm pretty sure their fate is is revealed in that chapter. So really, it's only four people, and it's messed up because it's four people on this other random boat. And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> like I'm I'm literally like, I don't I don't know I don't know. Like I I have, and it, like and this was a conversation again I was having with Jay where I was just like, I I know who those people are because you know I figured that much out. But it's kind of it kind of breaks down in a way where they're like, who is this? What happened to them, and who who did that to them? That's kind of like how most of them kind of break down. And I know who these four people are, but I don't know what happened to them. And because I don't know what happened to them, obviously I don't I can't even begin to figure out if somebody else was involved in regards to that or not. But I'm like, man, like I'm close, man. I'm close. It's a great game. I like you know if you if if you're like into like mysteries and into like puzzle solving like I can't recommend it enough. It's it's a great game. Get it on whatever system you can play it on because it's fun as hell. Yeah, no, I looked it up and I mean, ten out of ten everywhere. Yeah, it has like and you know it's interesting, Mo, because you you talked about it being black and white, but it has like it has different um, graphical like versions. Like there's one that's like a old school, um, like an old Mac computer. Yeah, like an old Mac computer, right? Exactly. Like I think there's like four, four or five of them that you can switch to, and it's all they're all really interesting art styles. But the art style is definitely one of the things that sticks out for the game. But it, it the story, like this is, and this was the thing I was telling Jay, where I was just like, I can't like just you know like it's not a thing where I can just set down. And just walk away from like, oh, I was playing that, but you know, I just never got back to it. Like the story is so intriguing that it's like, no, I, I have to know. Like I have to know what happened in, in its totality or else like I'm like, worst case scenario, I'm like, OK, I'll just go to the Internet and like, you know, figure out like have, have somebody tell me how to solve the thing. But I, don't, I didn't want I don't want to do that because I'm like, I can figure this out. I know I can. But I was just like, man, like, you know, it's one of these things where it's like. You only have so much time, once again, 
But I was encouraged because the time off I took paid off and I was able to figure out six more fates of people. And like I said, I only got like four left and they're all in the same place. So it's kind of like that. That's very encouraging because I'm like, if I can figure out what happened to these people, then I'm, I think I'm done. And I'll, they'll tell me what happened to everybody, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, <clears throat> Infernium. I think it's called Infernium, but Infernium has a little bit more of a horror, like survival horror aspect to it. Yeah. And that's yeah, and this definitely doesn't have a survival horror thing going on with it. Which I, I love that because I was scared during the first yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some moments that feel eerie because, I mean, you're walking around the ship with, you know, dead bodies. Yeah, it's a ghost ship. Basically. Like the name, the scary, the eeriness is in the name. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's weird with me, like, you know, horror movies and shit. Like, I can watch nothing. Even scary situations in real life, I'm good. But playing a horror game creeps me out. Oh, dude. I don't know. It, you don't have to tell me. It's like. Yeah, but I, I'm not a I, pussy like you. No, no. But, dude, the game is built to be immersive. And don't get me wrong. It's not to say that a movie is not trying to pull you in, too. Yeah. But, you know, a movie. Uh, at at every point in a movie, except for like the very very best joints, like or not even best, it's like it's really more about unless a movie is crafted a particular way, you always feel like you're outside of what's happening. You're an observer. You're watching it. You know, I I can only think of like maybe two movies off the top of my head where I didn't feel like I was an observer. I felt like I was in it, and that that was like I think like Blair Witch was one of them. And then, like, maybe Saving Private Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the only two movies I could think of where I'm like, I I came out of Saving Private Ryan, like, it felt like I went to war. You know what I mean? Or what I would imagine it would feel like going to war. See, I, mean, I got Stolen Valor with Saving Private Ryan because I never saw it. But I talk about how cool it is. Oh, dude, Saving Private Ryan is intense, man. It's an intense movie. Especially the opening, man. That Yeah. Best. Like, people that actually seen battle, like, can't watch that opening it's crazy man like saving private ryan is in like and but the thing the messed up part is like the opening of course is definitely it sets the tone and it sucks you right in it makes you feel like you're there but then but saving private ryan has a like a lot of like small moments that just kind of like pull you right into these situations too where you're like man you feel like you're like one of these guys trying to find this dude you know yeah, the and it's really it's really like oh man, I like I came out like tired. You know the, what I mean? One of the more famous scenes in that is that knife fight, which, oh, is, which is dude, all I'll say, man. That who that yeah. gets everybody. After the the knife the knife fight is like it's like I, it's simultaneously the best and the worst. Where you're just like I like I can't do this. Like yeah, but games do that on a regular basis. Like you know, games, especially like it looks like the joint you're talking about looks like it's first person. Like come on, man. Yeah. Like like you're walking through hell. A, in yeah. First person. Yeah. Nah, man. Like there's no shame in you feeling like oh I'm more creeped out by the game because it's like you you it's you. Is that is that death following you around or just like no, a? They're different. Um, I, I don't know. They're like ghosts. They're just empty cloaks, but they're scary as fuck. And you know, depending on the color, they're faster than others. And it's kind of like puzzly, like how he was explaining the return of Oberdin. And you got to do certain things, and you know, you have you develop certain abilities 
that are like tattooed on your fingers so you know which one is which and yeah but one ability you never learn is how to stop these dudes or how to get away from them like if one finds you like you that's pretty much it like you got to outrun them somehow or trap them somewhere but they're the game itself doesn't have like a tutorial level like you're just thrown in hell and you figure it out each time like the learning curve is actually a little a little hard at first you know like and each level kind of has its own learning curve uh, yeah if these things are chasing you then yeah you you should be afraid and there's music just sound effects until one of these guys sees you oh wait no there's no music until they see you yeah that's see. they know what they're doing they're like that's the thing where you know like i repeat when cats mess around and be like ah oh, games aren't art it's like okay <laughs> you can say that if you want to but yeah it's like gay like and i'm not saying every game is art because obviously the you know some games are, are different like i'm not saying you know yeah there's uh, like blockbusters you know, in film say what it's like superhero, like Marvel movies and film movies. Oh, boo. Boo. No. I mean, that's not what I meant, but you know what I mean? Like, there's there certain games that are purely, like, fun. And, yeah, and then there's games, and I noticed with these indie games like this, where, like, one dude makes them, mm-hmm. they have that more art feel to them, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. And I, like I said, I can't, I can't, like, if, well, like, if you like... Game that Epic did that is the Orson Scott card game. Like that doesn't feel like that feels like an art game too, even though it's more like a game game, you know? Uh Orson Are you talk are you talking about Shadow Say what? Chair made it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um is the Metroidvania joint. Mm, right? I, I don't think so. Oh. It's I forgot what it was like it turns into like a Gears of War type game at one point, then like a, a platformer, then the then it switches to like Side scrolly. Yeah, it's we're talking about the same game. Oh. It's uh, Jay, what's that game? You know this game? Near Automata. No, is that what you talk about, Mo? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't even I don't know what he said. <laughs> no, Joe, it's it's the one based on Orson Scott Card. We 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 talked to like the developer. I feel well, not about that game though. Ender's uh, Game? Yeah. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, that's a novel. My bad. <laughs> Oh man, but I know what game you're talking about because I feel bad because it's a really good game. It's a uh, and you go and you like find like different pieces of armor and like by the end you like all Advent like cybernetic out. Advent Rising. Uh, what's it look? Put it in chat. Composed that could by, be it. by Tommy Tallarico. Oh no 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 no! I remember that game. That that was a a, a cool looking game too. Even though that game was mad buggy, no, not Advent Rising. Um, okay, what's the oh dude? It's a cool Metroidvania. I can only Share. type in so many words into Google before it just throws up at me. I know, right? <laughs> Shadow Complex. Shadow Complex. That's it. Damn it! That was the next one. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, that that was a that was a cool game. And it was written by Peter David. Did Peter David write that game? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, because he writes a lot of Orson Scott card stuff, too. Really? I didn't know that. He did the, the comics for Orson for Ender's Game stuff. Oh. Because he's wow. a Mormon, too. Because what? He's a Mormon, too, I think. Peter David is Mormon? I'm pretty sure if I'm, you know. Orson Scott card is Mormon? Yeah, Orson Scott card is Mormon. I didn't know that. Like, it's a, his, his stories are all, like, the... The Book of Mormon stuff. Ender's Game? How's Ender's Game the Book of Mormon? Mm-hmm. I never read either one. Oh, okay. Real quick. I'll... Yeah, go ahead, Jay. Um, 
I downloaded the Crunchyroll app for PlayStation, mm-hmm. and Calamity of a Zombie Girl is on it. Oh, so Larry, oh. Larry so has it's it. so weird that it's not on the Xbox app. That is really weird. Now Larry has a reason to take out his PS4 out of the box. No, my PS4 is here. Yeah, in the box. No, it's it's out. You know, I like I got games on there that I've been I need to finish. Right. Well, the dust around it has created a box-like structure. <laughs> You're dumb. I like I, I I tell you, uh, PlayStation Plus. It charged me, you know, for my PlayStation Plus this past, I don't know, it was like maybe two days ago or whatever. And I, I can't tell you how angry I was. I was like, oh, my God. I got I to gotta cancel that joint. Well, you should buy Infernium because I think it's like if you have PlayStation Plus, it's like one ninety nine. I, I'm not playing that game. That game looks no, terrifying. Just, just buy it anyway so you have it in your house. I don't, I don't want those disembodied cloaks in my house. That's how they get you, Mo. You download the game, and next you know they come out the TV like the Ring, well, I have or, it on, or the Grudge, or which one is it? Plus and on Switch. You have what? I have them on Switch and PlayStation Plus. Infernium? Yeah. Why do you have it on both? Because it was cheap on both. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, rich mode. Don't forget. <laughs> well, I bought it first on PlayStation Plus, and then when I got the Switch, I'm like, well, I want to take this with me. So I'm scared. <laughs> right. Again, look, why buy a plane ticket when you could just buy the plane? <laughs> there it is. Student will be on private jets on, on, on Mo Airlines. I got a little excited thinking I was finally going to get to use my PlayStation 4 uh, for what's that game? Death Stranding. Uh-huh. But it looks like crap. I don't want to play that crap. So <laughs> I didn't get it. And I'm not playing it. The Xbox is still just taking up space. I mean, the PlayStation is still just taking up space. Death, Death Stranding, which, you know, I have not played. It, it looks interesting in certain aspects. But, like, learning more and more about the premise, I'm kind of like, you know what? I, I mean, I, I know this. Like, I'm not a, a Kojima fanboy. Like, I respect the guy. And I understand how how interesting his visions usually are, but I don't feel the need to necessarily play no, I'm a just game watch. just because his name's on it. I looked up reviews of the game, and like one guy was highlighting the fact that you can have your character take a dump, and like that's is, okay. Is, is that a real thing? Yeah, in that game? yeah. There's like a there's like a you walk up in front of a toilet, and you know, dude turns around, sits down, and it's kind of like one of those. Uh, tubes like glass tubes and it just goes around them so you're outside the tube and it just goes around them and there's like a little ad playing in the front of it so you're not actually seeing them take a dump but I mean that's so what's happening a mini game? Huh? it's not even a mini game I don't think so I think that was just there's a bathroom in his room and you know sometimes you can just click on it and normally you hear like a toilet flush or something stupid like that but apparently you can have him take a dump I don't know I didn't, I didn't, I didn't buy it because that was a highlight and I'm like, that's that's not highlight. <laughs> like the, even even Rick and Morty didn't couldn't make it look cool. No, they did. No, they what they did was cool, but they didn't make me want to play the game. No. Oh oh oh, Rick and Morty couldn't make Death Stranding. Yeah, they cool. did. They it's did. Like, it's yeah. that. It wasn't an episode. It was just like a video in the death, like the Death Stranding. Yeah, the commercial. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's a funny commercial because it's Rick and Morty, but right. like I didn't. Like they're they're, they're talking about shit about it. They're like, "Well, what the fuck is this fetus for? Should we eat it?" What's it? right? You know? And right. then you find out in the game, you just kind of carry it. Yeah, I know what I'm doing for the next three hours. 
carrying a fetus? No, I'm watching Death Stranding gameplay walkthrough part one. It's really yeah. just a dude walking around in uh, in an open world. It's kind of. I mean, I'm down to watch somebody. I don't want to spend the time playing it. Although it, every I, once in a while, I can't do anything else. Every once in a while, I guess ghosts show up, and the fetus is like his Morty that kind of protects him from them or something. <laughs> Which you know that in that commercial, like, like Rick should have had the Death Stranding equipment, and Morty should have been the fetus. That would be funny. If that's how that works. I don't know. I'm but not that's get, like I'm how not it works there. on actual Rick and Morty, right? Like, yeah. Ricks have Mortys to pre- to cover their brain waves or whatever. Yeah, that's a good show. But I don't think they still have them for that reason anymore. Oh no. Well, I, that, that that's why every Rick goes out with a Morty with him. Just that one episode, like the one Rick created, like this super, like shield of Morty's. Yeah, so, but he was he was hiding from, uh, what you call it, the galactic, the the citadel of Ricks and the Galactic Empire, and they both don't exist anymore. No, oh, that's true. Oh yeah, no yeah. Pirate Warlord Hex says, "I heard, I heard, there's a car or a bike." And you could ride it everywhere. Uh, I, I, there is, in fact, a bike in Death Stranding. Well, there might be a car as well. Well, if you have Norman Reedus, you have to put him on a motorcycle at some point. Yeah, but... but it's an actual bicycle, right? No, no. Yeah. It, it, it's like... Oh, that'd be so funny if it's like a Vespa. <laughs> it, it's some sort of future... Or a moped. Kind of... Not, not motorcycle, but... Future moped? It, it's, I think it has three wheels, but like two of, the two of them are in the front. As opposed to the back, that's so not doesn't look like a tricycle. We got that so now. old man, like that's the that's what the old man from from Sons of Anarchy used to drive. It's the like guy, a future bike. The guy was on a respirator. Future motorcycle. All right, are we done talking video games? I think so. Yeah, Jay, I mean, we can talk topic? more. Oh, we could talk more video games if you want. <laughs> I, I want to get the. We should talk about comics. I actually did just started playing a game that I think you would be into, Mo. Uh, it's called After Party. Oh. And you basically play as two people who died and go to hell. And to get back to Earth, they have to try and like enter a drinking contest with Satan and out-drink him. I've seen that game. That's it looks awesome. And have... I think it's kind of a Moe's Alley because a lot of the philosophy and rhetoric that they spout kind of aligns with some of Moe's uh, anti-God. Uh, like, for, forget stick. the rhetoric. You, you're having a drinking contest with the devil. I mean, that's that's Mo right there. That's like that's hanging out at Tivoli's with Mo. <laughs> yeah. I hear the humor is really good. It is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I posted a picture of the motorcycle from Death Stranding. Uh. <laughs> that's it that's it <clears throat> alright you guys want to talk about Rick and Morty first Titans Watchmen D- Dealer's so Choice the tree the family, family tree alright <clears throat> it reminds me a lot of Death Stranding <laughs> really no 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 I, it's, it's basically <laughs> it, okay show of hands who wrote it who read it uh, I read it okay I, I did read it as well Okay, that's all that matters. Um, <clears throat> basically, it's it takes place in the late '90s, and there's an epidemic where people are turning into trees, and it's basically that's the apocalypse. People are turning into trees. Some aren't, some aren't, and then there's looting and killing, and then a family reunion with the one dude that might know what's going on. Turns out to be the grandfather of the main character, but they haven't talked in years, and that's it. 
Spoiler, spoiler, spoilerific. So, I think what stops the book from being crap uh-huh. is the uh, the narration. Yeah. Uh, she does, the narrator, the main character, is a mother of two children, and her daughter is turning into a tree. But I think her narration is really what kind of sucks you in to the story and the world and kind of makes you want to... Uh, you know, see what happens next. Uh, because without it, it's, there's just not enough there in this issue one to really care about what's happening. I mean, yeah, but it's her. It's like, she kind of ties everything. Like, she just makes, she gives it, let's see, substance. She yeah. gives substance to the story. It's almost like a, a, a challenge to a writer like oh make a story about this post-apocalypse where a little girl's turning into a tree and then they got to figure out what to do around it to make it a cool story and that's that's kind of how this works like 10 different people could have tried writing this first issue and nine out of ten would have been lost you know i would agree with that that's probably true but but let me ask you let me ask both of you this question is it is it evident that the narration is the mother yes it's pretty evident to me too that's who i heard in my head like why couldn't it be the son Uh, i think there was something done i guess in that kind of aged the person that was narrating like aged them in the moment not not like looking back on things as much like a young person that's now old would do it, you know? I just assumed because she was our fo- first focus character and we meet her at the same time that the narration starts. And it's also, um, I mean, yeah, she's pretty much who you follow throughout the whole book. Like even the stuff that comes back that you saw before is really like because she saw it first, you know? But then doesn't at the end though, right? The joint says, "Who would have thought that it would be my grandfather?" Right? The person at the end, the person at the yeah. end is is the grandfather of the mom. Well, if it was the grandfather of the kids, they would have known who he is. Right, but it, but that's the girl, kind of the girl didn't know who he was. No, I I get that, but that's kind of goes toward the point where I'm like, this almost feels like it's kind of like it's a retrospective kind of thing where it's like, yeah, I'm talking about these events. That have already happened and i know things now that i didn't know then you know because it's talking about how you know hey if i go, go back to where i came from i wonder what it looks like it's like it's obviously taking place in like the the narration is speaking about the events that are happening that we're seeing yeah. as if they have already happened and you know that could be the mom's perspective but it could be the son's perspective it could be the daughter's perspective uh i don't think so because i don't think that that guy is that woman's grandfather i think that's her his daughter you make a good point but who's loretta loretta is the mom right and when he says hey loretta long time no see and you read that with the caption that says my grandfather that should tell you that that's her grandfather if it's not then that's a mistake because if you were to watch this in the movie as a voiceover then that that that's what the the vibe it would give you no but yeah. only if only if it was a Maybe it'd be confusing if it was like a female voice, but what if it was a male voice? Yeah, it's a female voice. Well, but you don't I, know that. I know that. <laughs> like all, all I'm saying is, of, they don't pull this type of shit in Saga, Larry, with the narration. They they absolutely do. Nah, Saga is 100% told from the first. The first person you see in Saga is not like the the person that's telling you the story isn't even born yet when you first start Saga. Yeah, I know that, but the the point i'm That's making the whole is point. that 
they don't there's no confusing the the narration and the dialogue bubbles together like when they interact they interact but what i'm saying is saga spells it out for you this I, this I this the caption and the, and the word bubble are interacting in this in that scene this saga literally i think at the end of the first issue it tells you that you know i'm i haven't been born yet like it so you know it's the kid that they're gonna have yeah but this doesn't spell it out for you and yes the first person you see is is the mom but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the person that's doing the narration and especially in my opinion like when you get to the end and you know says oh who would have thunk it would have been my grandfather like based on just how old the guy looks and the fact that the the little girl didn't know the guy it's like you know it don't get me wrong technically speaking the mom could be the granddaughter of that guy, but he doesn't look that old. No, he looks that old. He look he looks like her dad. He looks like the mom's dad. Not not he he doesn't look like Loretta's grandfather to me. But you know, maybe you know, he just ages well. No, he looks old as fuck. He, he doesn't look old as fuck, Mo. He's he has a long white beard, but the, the dude is literally like in better shape than any of us. That's because he's white. What? That doesn't make any sense. White people age just like everybody else that's not true <laughs> that's not true <laughs> okay they age worse <laughs> now who's racist <laughs> hey i'm just saying look what uh, i was trying to be kind but what i'm saying is it's like that guy is like the woman that has the kids right she has like maybe a daughter that's maybe like 10 and she has a son that's like a teenager that's probably like 16 right so even let's say let's say that she had them young right so she but she would still probably be like even if she had them young she would still be like what maybe like 35 35 okay 35 right so that would mean let's say that her her parents had her young so that would put them like say let's say they were like 15 16 or whatever so that would go ahead and put her parents at like what like 50 something right then if this guy had his kids young too that would mean the guy would have to be like almost 70 right 75 looks good to me looks so that guy that guy looks 75 in that comic book to you <laughs> You don't look seventy five to me. I mean, I've I've seen uh, I've seen Phil Hester, the artist, draw a bearded man that's a younger man in shape, and he doesn't look like that when he draws him. Okay. Hey, it's just it's just a theory. I mean, you've seen it too. I no, I agree. I've seen Phil Hester do a few different things. But have you seen them do a bearded man that looks old but's not that old? Uh, probably, but I don't remember it. You remember it? What is it? Uh, Oliver Queen and Quiver when he was all bearded and he came back from the dead. Right. Okay. But then yeah. that. But that's like not... this guy. This guy looks old as fuck. He looks like his grandfather. He doesn't look that old to me. Like that. This guy is. This guy's maybe sixty. Nah. Maybe sixty at the on the high end. It would not surprise me if, this, like, I think that it's, it's Loretta's dad and the the narration is the son or the daughter, one of the two. But. You know, I'm sure issue two might shed more light on that because I'm I'm almost certain that that like Loretta, the mom, is going to make some kind of introduction because she's going to be like, what, you know, what man were you talking about? And then now, you know, she'll be like, oh, this was the man. And, you know, obviously, like 
Loretta knows him because she's like, hey, Loretta has been a long time. Like, that's the way you say it. That doesn't sound like somebody that, you know, oh, she's never she's never met him. It sounds like she knows who he is, but it's been a long time. <laughs> so. so what do you think, Larry? You would think it was close to garbage without the narration? No, honestly. I mean, don't look, I, it's hard for me to imagine this book without the narration. But I, I can definitely say that the story was intriguing to me. And, you know, like Jeff Lemire, well, it's a shoot, Jeff Lemire and Phil Hester, like, you know, that team up, it's hard to like, what I'll say is this. I don't know that I have the time or the money to keep following this book, but I very well may try because I want to know what happens next. I really do. And, you know, I, I found it a really like a really interesting opening to a narrative like i'm intrigued by what's happening to uh to the little girl and like how it it relates to the world ending and uh i i love the family dynamic like i feel like it did a really good job of kind of introducing each of those characters and you know giving you a sense of of who they are and what they're about and it did that that really effectively and so i know for me i'm like yeah like i want to read issue two and that bothers me because, like I said, I don't, I don't know that I have space for a new book. I gotta, I gotta. Like, there's stuff that I, I'm collecting already that I, I'm not reading. Well, I think this is going to be a limited run. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see this becoming a like you know a epic ongoing thing. Yeah. I mean, hey, I, I want the, those. I want those individuals to be able to tell the story they want to tell. Oh yeah, but it would. Oh, it, but it would be awesome, yeah, if it was like only like eight issues and be done. That would be great, because <laughs> then that that feels manageable. Well, he keeps putting out new stuff. Like he's got, I think this year in 2019, I think he put out like four books. You know, and that's Did he only put out four books this year. I, I well, I think that he's writing and drawing four. Oh, and wow. like Ascender and yeah. Did, is he only doing indie stuff right now? Yeah, he don't need to be doing nothing. He got a TV deal. Like he don't need to be do- working for Disney. Well, I think he might be doing something for DC, but oh yeah, he's doing the question that came out today. Oh really? Yeah, him and Vil Vilsikovic are doing the question. Ooh, yeah, yeah. that's one I'm... of those black label books. Yeah, that's gonna be good. It's like original question yeah. or Montoya question. I think it's dude question. It's it's original and it's the the question the many deaths of Vic Sage or something like that. So yeah, oh. it's it's original question. Man, I, I would like to read that too. Yeah, I mean, is that a mini series? Yeah, those black label books aren't ongoing. Those black label only do like three. Yeah, books, and I think they're like five ninety nine or something like that. Damn. Yeah, I mean, you don't got to worry about the price. No, I mean they're five ninety nine, but they're like basically oversized books. Yeah, uh, my my comic book dealer hates them because they don't fit in his shelves. Yeah, it's so funny. I was literally having a conversation last night with somebody, and you know they were talking to me about comics in general and asking me some questions. They're like, "How much does a comic book cost these days? Like what? Like what? A buck? Two? And I had to tell them how much a comic book costs. And you know they were like, "Oh, well, that's not that's not too bad." Yeah, well, you know, because I'm like, from <laughs> from relatively speaking, it was like, yeah, like I mean, a any just about any one of us if we're talking about getting a comic book probably has like that four dollars or five bucks to like spend if we're talking about a comic book the problem is if you like comic books who's buying a comic book right you need to get six just to get the story minimum right 
And like, that's- if I go to the shop, I'm dropping 35, 40 bucks because there's going to be more than one title I want to read, let alone the six for the arc of it- each. Exactly, you know? and that's that's exactly the conversation I was having. I'm like, you Plus, know, I'm like, put out a new I, shirt. I'm like, I try to spend like when I go to the comic shop, I try to keep it within like forty, fifty bucks a week. And my my friend looked at me like, what? What kind of story? What are you doing? And I'm like, listen, I'm like, say you like Batman, right? <laughs> and I had to explain to him like, you like Batman. But what Batman book are you going to get? You getting Batman? Are you getting Detective? It's like, do you want to follow up? Do you want to know what's happening with, like, Dick Grayson and Batgirl and Batwoman? And, you know, I'm just like, it, like, the rabbit hole could come down deep. And then I'm like, this is not even if, like, this is before they even have a crossover. Like, it's before, before they even have a crossover. So I'm just like, yeah, man, it's, it it's wild. Be, it used to be the stories went over, like, for example, um, like Superman. It would go like Action Comics, Superman, Man of Steel. Right. What was the other one? There was four that came out each each month and one each week. And the story continued from book to book. Basically, yeah. Yeah. And Batman did that shit too. Dude, Dick yeah. Grayson by himself cost me like 50, 60 bucks or something like that. I, I walked in. I'm like, hey, uh, I need to catch up on this Rick Grayson crap. What, what's that? Well, you know, what, what book are they on? Oh, they're like on 67, 68. All right, cool. Now, when does this start? 55. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like automatically 10 books minimum. I think it was. It ended up being like 13 or 14 books that I, I bought at one shot. Yeah. Plus what's coming out. Yeah. Plus now it's on my pull list. So my yeah. pull list just, just went up on price. So should I get this question book? I mean, I saw it. I I, I almost I, bought I, it today, but. I'm going to review it next week so if you're gonna have to read it if you if you want to take part in the review but i mean i love Bill sikovich art and i love jeff lemire's like i try to get everything he writes at least what the first couple issues oh he's doing a lot of those dc black books he's got a joker one too yeah what's that called it's like joker the big laugh or something like that mode you probably read it i haven't read it no but you've seen it yeah i think it's the last laugh yeah, that sounds right. And they're already on book two for that series. That's another one that I look kind of like. Eh. Oh, Killer Smile is what it's called. Okay, yeah, under. Killer Smile. That's a great title. Yeah, look, I still have to get to Harleen. And we we shouldn't talk about it like now, but I did end up finishing um, White Knight. I just bought the hardcover. Yeah, yeah, like the original one. And so, yeah, we should definitely talk about that at some point. And like, cause I'll. I'll I told you I would pass it along to you all so you can read it. So, see, that's the other thing. Like you were telling your your friend like about all these books you have to buy. Right. For a while, every time I go through through the releases, I'm seeing City of Bane on a shit right. ton of books. And I just yeah. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Like, I have to find out where it starts. And uh. listen, I'm not gonna do it. I'm just gonna read Batman, and it's like if there's pieces missing, then there are pieces missing. Like. Yeah, I mean, you say that now. You're right. <laughs> you can Uh-oh. get you can get those books. Yeah, but like you know, if you're gonna read them, you you can get them. Like whether you know, yeah, copies or whatever. We just have to send out the call. Yeah, that's you know? true. The only problem is that you don't get them in in like that order necessarily. Like if you have the checklist on you, like you can get them in that order. But between Comicsology now and, and all this shit, like I feel like. DC does not try to help you with where you need to go next. Yeah, it's a little weird. 
I don't know why they do that. Like, I don't understand that at all. Like, why why make the reader work hard to figure out how to get the next chapter of the story? Because I feel like Marvel books will mess around and, like, make sure they tell you where to go next. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that that, like, you're angry still, but for a completely different reason. Because I, like, I know that there's nothing that'll mess around and make me more angry than like reading a issue of Avengers or something. And then it'd be like for the next chapter in story, check out champions. Number nine, like champions, number nine, I'm not reading champions, number nine. And I'm, that's a bad example. Cause I am reading champions. Number nine, but, <laughs> but, but, but other random book that I'm not reading where I'm just like, wait a minute. Like what? It's like, I don't read, I don't read that book. Are we taking color? Yes. Caller. You are the fifth uh, member. Let's finish this. This, we're done oh. with. We're done with. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Family Tree. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, what? What will you all rate Family Tree? Uh, uh, Moses. Right now, I'm at about three and a half stars. Hmm. That's fair. The fact that you can't get confused whose grandfather it is. <laughs> well, you all weren't confused at all. Like you all, both of you <laughs> came to the same conclusion. If there's there's a confusion, that means that that something wasn't done right. I just I just had a different opinion. That's really all there is to it. Like I, I wouldn't, it would not surprise me if it ends up being one of the one of the kids. But yeah, you look. Though here's what here's what I'll say is I feel like it's one of those things where obviously I thought something different than the two of you. But if you read issue two and you're like, oh, I thought it was the mom, but it turns out to be one of the kids. I feel like you would just be pleasantly surprised. It wouldn't be like, oh, you ruined the, the first issue for me. No, nah, I throw it out the window. Would you? <laughs> All if, right. it got, if it got a TV deal, <laughs> Jay, what would you read? What would you rate Family Tree? Um, I would give it a three out of five. That's like fair. I, I like where it's going. That's fair. Like the art. Say say again, Mo. Oh, he doesn't like the art. Do you not like the art, Jay? It's all right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I, I felt like the art is a highlight, but at the same time, I'm I, I'm a fan of Hester, so yeah. um. But no, I, I like the I actually like the book a lot. I'll I I'd give it a four, a four out of five. Um yeah, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly and I'm angry that I had to read it and now I want to buy the next one. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I I don't I don't have I don't have the bandwidth to to put another comic, even if it is a limited series, in my in my joint in my uh portfolio, but I think I'm gonna be doing it. So uh yeah, yeah. But anyway, so good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Oz, you might want to, you may want to read this when you get a chance. Oz, you might like it. It's it's definitely not your typical kind of deal, but it might be crafted well enough for, to win you over. The end. Oz is like, I have no words for that. Nope. <laughs> Caller, you're the fifth member of Fantastic Forum. Tell the people who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. Uh, I'm hecked. I'm calling from the frozen tundra, Tucson. <laughs> and uh i want i want to talk comics that's what i'm talking about it, wait is is tucson the frozen tundra now i don't know i'm cold that's yeah. fair i'm not we got some crazy crazy weather going on so got you got you like it's november and we're having thunderstorms so don't let nobody tell you that climate change isn't real <laughs> right when do you usually have thunderstorms in the summer during the monsoon like thunderstorms quit around here 
like around August. We get the last ones maybe in September, but anything after that, it's just, it'll be rain, no thunder, no nothing. So it's getting colder, not hotter. No, it the thunder means that there's a lot of heat and then it's cooling down. So the mixture of the cold and the hot in the atmosphere makes the lightning, makes the thunder, makes all that good shit. Well, I'm scraping snow off my fucking car in, in October, so... I mean, you're you're in a place where that happens occasionally. What do you want, Heck? <laughs> Heck wants to talk comics. All I mean, comics you want to talk it, if, if we're talking about my wants, you know, I want to get the same money I'm getting now at work without the work. Yeah, but we all my want property, that. Heck. Vote, vote for Ver- Bernie. Yeah, uh, it only works if everybody else does this time too. <laughs> Wouldn't you have to vote for Yang for that? <laughs> Yeah, Yang's the one offering everybody a thousand a month. I don't even know who that dude is. Exactly. I, I'm tired of opening YouTube and seeing fucking Tom Steyer on there. Fucking dude has like 0.1% in the polls, but every time <laughs> I, I go to YouTube, there's one of his goddamn ads. <laughs> I mean, all I have on my YouTube is uh, fucking Lucha and Bob Ross. <laughs> It's a hell of a combination. I, I mean, hey, it works. Yeah. Happy what little Lucha. Talk, um, I got a comic this week. Yeah, last week. One? I got the hardcover of Grendel versus the Shadow. Grendel oh, versus Gr- the Shadow, like the classic Shadow with the red. Yeah, man. Scarf? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a hell of a comic, man. Did Matt Wagner write it? Uh, he wrote it and I think drew it. Nice. Wow, it's a it's a good one, man. Like well, the it, the, Im- it. the imagery and everything. Oh, so good. My my problem with it is that uh, Matt Wagner isn't good at drawing people. Like I don't know the the drawing of the people and the coloring. It's stylized. It's very very. What I want to say. Old school comic-y. Yeah, it's very, what, a noir thing too, like Sin City type. Yeah. Except it's not black and white, but I mean the the background imagery, like the it's a weird premise for a story. The beginning is like Grendel's trying to get this. Uh, I want to say urn. He's trying to get this urn because some bounty hunters or whatever bounty tomb raider kind of people are trying to get it, and he gets it. And there's a spell in it. He reads the spell out loud, and it ends up transporting him to the 1930s. Oh. So off of there, it's it's New York where he's at, and then he just transports back in time to New York again. And because of what he knows in the past, like history, he tries to take over the gangs of New York and everything, like the mobs and everything, and ends up traveling with the shadow and um, the imagery, like the the backgrounds, the neon signs and everything. Like I don't know if Matt Wagner legally did it or not but there's some like legit logos in here and it looks it looks amazing and it kills me because the faces on the people are like you know what i mean (laughs) but uh, aside from the way he draws faces like the coloring and everything is very noir very gothic and it it lends to the story a little bit more and it's um it's a collected thing so it was only three books and it felt rushed, like um, it hits a climax quicker with less of a buildup, but it, it ends up being a really good story. And it 
ends the same way it started basically not giving away too much because there's some twists in the story that you know how how pulpy things are like oh it was that guy you know kind of thing (laughs) yeah um, yeah uh it's it's a good story it's probably my favorite pulpy 30s kind of story that i've ever read when did this come out uh 2014 i believe wow yeah, it's not too old. I don't know, 2014. I mean, we're almost in 2020. Not too old. <laughs> I, I have a lot of shit I'm still trying to catch it's, up on. It's the dude then, huh? Hunter Rose? Is he? Yeah. Is that Grant? Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a traditional Grendel. Cool. And he's just pimping all over, man, with that ninja mask and the suit. Yeah. Yeah, the, that's, the that's images, like my favorite look. The images look amazing. It's great. I would yeah, never I, have thought to put these two people, these two characters together. But I might be unimaginative. Well, it's like I, cause I had gotten Grendel in Batman, and it was good, but it wasn't as good as this. And Grendel in the past was like it is that Nori thing. Only he's just a killer. Like yeah, yeah, he's not like a detective, you know? Right. And I mean, like the the story plays out almost like if you're watching. One of those mobster movies, like Godfather or Goodfellas or something. Except, you know, they're they're superhero, supervillain kind of thing going on too. Are there are there other like there's act like actual villains with powers in this? No, there's nobody. I mean, the most power that you have is like Grendel with the ninja stuff and the shadow doing his shadow thing. You know? Okay, gotcha. Like it's very it's very uh, grounded. Outside of those two guys, uh, like a like a thirties Nolan verse, I want to say. Got it. Very okay. very grounded. Yeah, got it. That's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I give I like, it. Uh, I give it a four point five. What, 4. what 5. holds it back? What holds it back from that perfect five? It felt rushed. Like it felt like oh, a lot of things were condensed. And is it do you, you? This was a a single. It was like a a one shot deal, or was it a collection? It, it was a three issue. Uh-huh. And I got the collected one. Okay, and so yeah. you felt like it, it probably could have used a fourth issue. I felt like certain things could have been extended. I don't know if it would have really affected the story, but maybe you could have had like a little more build up. Gotcha. Because I mean, the, the 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 plot points are hit very hard, and some things aren't completely explained. I mean, you get the gist of it, you still get the story, but it's just not as fulfilled as it could have been gotcha yeah that's cool and so and it's officially it, it's called grindel versus the shadow okay cool yeah, and it, it's a it's a sick cover yeah yeah we uh oz put it in chat it looks good yeah i like it it's, it's probably my favorite story that i've read this year oh wow that's it's a it's pretty- right next to dark knight middle <laughs> oh okay yeah that didn't help <laughs> that didn't help you hacked hey Hey, I like that story, man. Like what he likes. <laughs> Don't hate me. Don't hate me because I like what I like, man. Right, right. But no, uh, yeah, it's good I, stuff, man. I we appreciate hate... you calling in and, and bringing that to light. That's cool. Yeah, I don't hate you. I just hate the things that you like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I've heard not that. all of us. Not all of us are into Robin porn, you know. So, speaking of Robin porn, Nightwing suit coming. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that last episode of Titans is and terrible. So am I. <clears throat> did 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 I just say so am I? Is that what he said? 
Yep. Yeah, episode twelve is where the he's supposed to get the Nightwing suit. So that's now, that's the episode where I'm gonna jizz my pants. And then now you say Nightwing suit. Right Wait, hold on, one at a time. What happened? Heck, go. You say Nightwing suit. Are we talking like seventies, eighties? No, suit? it's uh, it's closer to um, I guess not New Fifty Two because that was red. It's kind of like new new fifty two ish, but blue, but the right colors. Yeah, it, okay. that that black and blue, but it's got like I guess the animated version. It's it's got the the bird symbol, not just the little um, triangles, the, the little arrows that highlight the pectoral muscles. So it's borderline Clooney, Clooney Robin, a little bit. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> that was a good. That you make that blue and yeah. wear the cape that would have been great it's the fucking it's nipples the, the nipples got a little stupid but yeah, yeah but you like them now oh yeah now <laughs> well no because it's my nipples that need attention whoa whoa larry did you watch that last episode of uh no not of titans i'm, I'm still behind i'm sorry like what what like what was the last episode what what number was it 11 11 yeah the title oh, was geez. like e dot l dot underscore dot o i i think i'm still like i'm i think at this point i'm still like at the good episodes two yeah like i was at the last good episode so i'm like two or three episodes behind at this point but i'll I'll catch up okay well you remember how there was that one episode where he's talking to bruce wayne but it's all in his mind yes they they go back to that and oh fun (laughs) he teaches them how to fight yeah no it was it was kind of interesting (laughs) And again, highlights the fact that this guy is not a Bruce Wayne, where when when Bruce Wayne or I guess I should just say Batman and Nightwing fight each other, like the fight looks good. But you, but the stunt, the stunt guy that does the fighting for for the Bruce Wayne guy is like big. And then like th- there's a couple of times where, where he's standing there and it's like shadowed. So you can't tell who that it's it's a stunt double. And he's a huge looking dude. And then it cuts to the guy has to say something, and he looks smaller and more right. frail. <laughs> and it just the, not only that, but then the dude does an Austin Powers like sidekick. An Austin Powers sidekick? What's that yeah. mean? The, you, picture, picture, uh, you p- picture Austin Powers in like a like a kung fu fight, and he gets hit, and he blocks it, but then turns around, and while he's turning around, he kicks him, you know, with a back kick. But imagine Austin Powers doing it. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks goofy. That's how when, that Bruce Wayne did it. When it's not the stunt double, it looks goofy as hell because that guy is not built for that. Like you look at um, what, what was the fight? It was the Jason Todd and Beast Boy fight. Just the yeah. sparring was a hundred times better than this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of interesting because actually like ten times. Well, better. I I, I kind of like the way they they did it or they tried to do it where. Uh, Nightwing or Dick Grayson is like fighting hard, but for Bruce Wayne, who's a better fighter, it's kind of effortless. Like Dick Grayson throws a, throws a kick. Dick Grayson throws a kick, and Bruce Wayne just kind of like sidesteps, and that yeah. that's kind of cool. But that guy he, cannot he, pull it off. He does the Tom Poe like like you know they sweep and Tom Poe just lifts one leg. He doesn't really move out of the way. He just lifts it and dodges it. <laughs> like that that's cool. But the fact is. It's Bruce Wayne in his fucking delirious head while he's in the shoe in prison that he got into maximum security prison for hitting a TSA guy. Look, I said last week in chat post. You should have said it on the air. That uh, that that episode is stupid and filler. Yeah, but this one's stupid and filler, too. 
yeah, but it's stupid and filler, but it's getting somewhere. Like it, it advances Look. the story. The last ep- the episode before that did nothing to advance the story. Like they, it was pointless. All and, the girl this one doesn't advance shit. It all the girls does. all the girls were separated. Uh Starfire's out trying to bang this dude that psychologically decides to analyze her and then takes her boner away so she don't want to bang him. Yeah, that dude uh, like he Donna must get Troy, <laughs> that, that Donna dude, Troy is like searching for Raven. Hold on, hold on. The, the dude that meets Starfire, like that dude must have like pussy day and night, right? Because no, he's about just, to get laid and just fucking like kills the moment. Like I wanted to throw something at the TV when that no, dude started talking. No, he wanted to marry her right off the bat. That's his problem. I, I guess. Look, something was that's, going on with where, that dude. Like he thought he was getting a hooker and he was going to rescue her from the life by analyzing. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it is, Larry. By the way, like, we, we've, we've criticized... That's the, hero, that's the true hero in this series, man. Captain save <laughs> <laughs> so, so, hold on. So, she's doing that. Donna Troy's looking for Rachel. Rachel is looking for Dick. Um, who else? Uh, Hawk is driving around listening to oldies. And, uh, not Hawk, Dove. And then they all get called to this mysterious diner in the middle of nowhere by real Bruce Wayne just to to tell them to be the Titans. Like Which, man they even say it in the series like to mansplain them into getting the Titans back up. Yeah, Bruce Wayne calls together all the women to tell them what they need to do. Yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile Beast Boy's getting his brain like tampered with. Superboy's like they're fucking with him and then Hawk, I don't even know. I, th- I lost where the fuck Hawk is. Like you thought that was Jericho bringing them together, right? No, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, this is just as bad as anything from the first season. Like, dude takes over commercials and, like, makes her uh, check engine light go on, and she's a girl, so she doesn't know what the fuck that means and has to stop. And oh, she, yeah, she checks the hood. <laughs> she checks the hood because her radio's acting up. And then, oh, so geez. here's the thing. So he's fucking with the media and the, the thing that's calling them to that location, right? And then he tells them, you know, you know, essentially go get Dick or whatever. And then he leaves and then he still fucks with the TV to tell them where Dick is instead of just telling them where he, where he is. While he's in, like, literally three seconds after he tells them to start the Titans back up. So, and then he helps help, leave. Help the, me like, here. Help me here, because... You all have been watching these. Hold on. Hold on. What, one more thing. I, I just got to point this out because we've been talking about how Starfire isn't isn't orange. There's a scene where the black comes out of this woman like she just goes all out ghetto on on a poor waitress. Or <laughs> so you, you better make me my motherfucking donuts or somebody's going to yeah. cut get cut in this bitch. Yeah. Well, but but I feel like she does that periodically where it's like uh, she did real this time. yeah she like oh. the, the head moved well, and everything like i just I, i'm just like i don't understand why was it about to be on world star i yeah was like, i was waiting for her like to snap her fingers i caricature <laughs> she went like straight up like uh stereotype in this in this episode yeah it's like every so often man like you know the terrible casting just shines through because well, it's like they did yeah, a good she, job of not showcasing that terrible casting and doing a good show for like five episodes, right? And and that's what I was gonna ask you all. I'm like, what happened? Like, yeah. what what is it that you think? Like, do you feel like is there like a different set of writers? I I, I know each. Obviously, you have a, a a writers' room for shows like this, but like, do you feel like 
maybe there's somebody writing these later episodes that's I tell I'll know, tell you exactly what's it, happening. It, it, and I, I think what, and I think Mo you'll agree with me is they have a, a eight episode story arc that they have to tell in twelve or what is it like four, thirteen or fourteen? Or I, think, fu- I, I think, think it's thirteen. But yeah. So you're gonna have three or four fillers because they've had a good handful of good episodes this season. They're not, they're not. So partly, yeah, Oz, I agree with you. But another thing is, it's not. They don't have enough writers. So you know, you you look at something like like Watchmen, right? Or um, what's what else did I watch recently? Uh, Daybreak. You have your like showrunner guy that in charge of bringing this comic into this medium and then you have an overall story that you know what's going to happen and then you just have your people doing the logistical writing you know whether it's 10 for the 12 episodes or 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 uh two people for each episode you know and they'll do a solid flow of a show whether it's 13 whether it's five and this show i think just has the same the same four people doing it, which is like Berlanti, Jeff Johns, Akiva Goldsman, and I forget who else. And those are the only real, like, and then you get like a director and the director is basically just their yes man to do it, you know? So, and another thing is one of the things they're doing is they're trying to do, I guess they're trying to do a Titans year one thing, but it's like forever year one. Like it's already been two years, two seasons. Like I thought the year one crap was over, and then you know they started doing this, which focusing on the back, you know, sins of the past and all that. Like from that perspective, which is, you know, it's kind of cool, and they give you a bunch of good episodes, but it just doesn't feel like the the stuff in the present. They didn't they didn't build it up properly for its conclusion, and that's what's going to ultimately be the conclusion. So I don't, I don't. It's just it just feels disjointed, man. Like pick one and do it, you know? Yeah. It's unfortunate because it's like, don't get me wrong, I, I I can understand the idea of like, okay, yeah, we had like an eight episode arc, but we got a twelve or thirteen season uh, order. Two arcs per season, like it's like a, a year in comics, right? But but I guess what I'm wondering is, it seems weird because, like I said, those episodes we were, like the honestly the the first episode of season 2 probably should have been the last episode of season 1 but you know that's neither here nor there the episodes following that were really good and it's like i understand that maybe they had like a vision for what they wanted the story to be over the course of like you know those episodes but if like if you need filler episodes in between then maybe you got to spread those joints out it feels like they front loaded the the lore stuff for the like you know the stuff that's like the actual narrative stuff for the season at the beginning of the season and now they're giving you all like filler episodes just you know like hey just to pass the time so we can get to the season finale and why can't they just put that dude like in a batman suit all the time he would not look good in the Batman suit. He but doesn't he have the better he than have, the, like well. He doesn't have the chin for it. But <laughs> he's acting. He's he's the dude that's Bruce Wayne that can act like Bruce Wayne. Like it, yeah, he should be Alfred. Looking at his face, <laughs> looking at his face throws you off. Because even if like okay, you know we've seen in movies where Bruce Wayne is being Bruce Wayne, but he's really being Bruce Wayne to like kind of hide the fact that he's batman you know what i mean like he's acting a little more social a little more outgoing you know like or doing business you know he's driving the sports car he's driving the sports car because that's what people expect him to do right so he comes here to meet these these hero people that he's funding you know they haven't said nothing but he's funding it don't give me this bullshit about they gotta 
uh, a mid-level loft. No, he owns Titan's Tower. That that yeah, like Grayson asked fun. him for permission to use it. Yeah. So, and then he goes out to this middle of nowhere in his own Corvette. Like that's not even cool. Like it doesn't look cool when he goes into the Corvette. It doesn't like he should have at least gone into the Batwing and just gone up. You know, <laughs> taken off. Like it's just. So, so the episodes with Bruce Wayne is like a glorified Batman Incorporated. Uh, I would, I would be talking shit about Batman Incorporated if I said that. I would say <laughs> any episode with Bruce Wayne in it, just forget that that's Bruce Wayne and think of him as Alfred. Even in the fighting scene, because it, that first of all, that's all in Grayson's head, so dude can do yeah. whatever fuck he wants. But so, Alfred, like they've been like, making him more of a like MI six badass in a former life. So I just. I don't even see Bruce Wayne anymore. Now I just see Alfred whenever I see that. So dude. when they show Bruce Wayne mansplaining the Titans to the girls, is it the same dude? It's the same dude. And he's just sitting in a chair while they're standing around him. Yeah. And that's not us making a joke. Like when he walks away, Starfire literally says, so Bruce Wayne just showed up to mansplain to us what to do. <laughs> like, that's not that's not our joke. That's a line in the show. And I don't know if I should feel bad for, for Alan Rickman because dude was Aquaman at one point and it looks like he's having fun being Hawk, but they don't let him be Hawk very often. Like he's he's got like all the he's gotta be all dramatic and shit and, and sad half the time. But as soon as he puts on that Hawk outfit, man, he's like all happy. This uh this show sounds like ass. And I hate it because I've turned so many people onto it because those other episodes are so good. So they're gonna hate me once they get to episode seven. I like the show. He was also <laughs> green. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say, Mo? Was he Green Arrow at one point too? No, Green Arrow. The guy playing Green Arrow in Smallville got okay. got to be he Aquaman was, in yeah. the Aquaman TV show uh, instead of this dude. So that's why yeah. I feel bad for him because. He should have got that show, which, you know, it didn't make it past the pilot anyway. So yeah. I, I didn't feel too bad at the time. But now he's Hawk. And you said Hawk and Dove were supposed to be their own show, which didn't happen. Now it's just Titans. Yeah. So, like, this guy has no luck with TV shows. He looks terrible as Aquaman to me. It was Smallville. You have to keep that in the Smallville context. It's like. Yeah, in Smallville, all the costumes were purchased at Old Navy. In Smallville, <laughs> I mean, it was like 10 years ago, 15 years before Iron Man. It, you know, it's before the, the renaissance of superheroes, I guess. Yeah, it was before the cape. <laughs> the cape had like one good episode. It had four. But the, in comparison, like, it wasn't even that good of an episode. I it feel, was I feel better like than the rest of the show. The cape, the cape was good for its time and it had the best costumes of its time that yeah the cape is that the one with the dude that was the thing or is that with the jazz player no jazz player was nightman nightman okay yeah we're not talking about that the cape was the one with the guy that fell into the sewer and lived with the circus people and they trained him to avenge whatever and he had a cape that was um like spider silk or something invulnerable I'm, I'm going to say, like, that is exactly the premise. But when you say it like that, it sounds crazy as hell. Well, they left him for dead in, in the sewer. And then the, the sewer-dwelling circus people, like, helped him and trained him. And, had no, no, Ma- I, and Marty the Midget was in it. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, I mean, I can't. Like, everything you're saying is 100% spot on. And it sounds insane. 
like too bad it didn't I, translate. Like, that sounds like a premise from the eighties, but that was like the end of the nineties, right? Not even the nineties. It, it was like, like two, early two thousand. It was like two thousand ten. Oh yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it was less than ten years ago. It was after that Aquaman. It sounds <clears throat> what you're saying sounds crazy. What year did Batman Begins come out? In like that was like two thousand four. I no. I want to say two thousand four. I think so. I want to say the cape technology for the cape the, that they explained was almost the same as the cape technology in Batman Begins. Yeah, but I don't remember which one came first. I want to say the cape. Batman Begins came fl- came first. Did it? Yeah. Yeah, because right, Batman so, Begins was oh five. The cape was eleven. Fuck. The cape was two thousand eleven. Yeah, we're doing the family shows in your house. Fuck. It look. It sounds crazy what you're saying. That we that long ago we were doing the daily shows. Not that that no, I'm talking about the premise for the cape. Oh yeah, I mean it's not that strange for the. Oh, you mean for the the actual show, not the actual cape? Yeah, yeah the actual show. Yeah. You know what's crazier? If it wasn't NBC, it probably would have made it. <laughs> Look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Berlanti worked on that shit. <laughs> Everyone, everybody would have a day job that's uh, that's a, a desk job. Fucking Berlanti's pissing me off, man. Because <laughs> I'm reading, I'm reading Leviathan, uh, event Leviathan. In in comics, and it's kind of a badass story. Like, like I said when I when I did the review, this one group takes out like all the all the other groups, the the DEO, the Argus. They they take out everybody, and then it, they're doing that in Supergirl, and it's so stupid. It just pissed me off. God damn it! I hate Supergirl. I don't know why I watch that show. I don't know either. I don't understand it. Well, because the crisis is coming. You don't need yeah, to but nothing right now. We could literally matters to the crisis, crisis, does it? Yeah, no, it doesn't. I gotta see like the backstory to the crisis. Leave me alone. It, it was the last crossover. Look, just say you're a masochist and get it over with. <laughs> Everybody dude, knows that Supergirl TV shows don't factor into crisis. That at dude all. playing Martian Manhunter should be fucking movie Mar- Martian Manhunter because he's good. Also, in Black Lightning, there's a guy playing Painkiller. I wish he would. He was the new Blade. <laughs> what's the guy's name the actor i don't know i can look that up real quick but he's like they had he was dressed up as blade at one point basically sunglasses and everything and i mean the dude doing martial arts is it looks great he's young so he can do uh, you know he can do it for 10 20 years Although all due respect to uh, was it Mahershala, Mahershala Ali, yeah, that guy. I mean, he's a good actor and probably a better actor than this kid because he's he's a young dude. But I, I I think I'd rather see this this other guy. They actually did Painkiller look, you know, good compared to the comics. Like, I mean, not good like as in better than he looks in the comics, but like a good transition. I mean, they've been they've been. Uh, oh, the guy's name is Kal- Kal- no wait, that's his that's the character name. They. They've changed his look a couple of times, and every time they change it, I mean, he still looks good. I'm looking for the for the actor's name. Jordan Calloway is the actor. Do, I, you guys aren't watching Black Lightning. Lightning? No, no, it's I'm I'm behind. How far behind? <laughs> Pretty far. Oh, he's on the second episode of last season. You know they're gonna. Yeah. Be, you know Black Lightning is gonna be included in the crisis, right? I do know this. Yeah. Yeah, but nothing's happening to. 
nothing's happening to make you like say, oh, I need to follow him to see how he gets in the crisis. That's true. I really think nothing, he's just gonna pop up. Lu- Lucifer is in the crisis, and Lucifer is canceled. It's not canceled. Crisis is just gonna. There's happen, a there's man. one more season coming up for Lucifer <clears throat> on Netflix. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like it got canceled of its own universe. And I don't think Lucifer is gonna be in the crisis. I think that was just like people. That one oh, website that keeps it. putting out rumors. They, no, they, they out, said he's in it. He's in it. No, that's dude, no. The dude's Timberlands Batman are in it too. I think I think they showed it. Um, showed a set piece that Lucifer was in it. Yeah, it, he's in it. But you know what it's going to be? They're going to go through a wormhole and you're going to see projections of his show and yeah. Bat- Tim Burton's Batman. You know, like it's shit they and, got and to the show. They, they only got the, the dude from Batman. What's his name? Knox. The journalist guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, because of course he's the one we want to see <laughs> in Crisis on if <laughs> He's the only one they could afford. Yeah. Which, by the way, these these people talking about crisis are just pissing me off too, man. Because they they see you're Brandon keeping, Ralph Superman like the the, the outfit he's wearing, and they're they're calling him Kingdom Come Superman, and oh, it's good. They're 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 including Kingdom Come, but like the other images that they show for for this character, he's like the head of the Daily Planet. I'm like, that wasn't Kingdom Come Superman. Kingdom Come Superman was fucking in, working in a farm. Like he he was done with 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 people at that point. So you just because he's got an outfit that looks like that comic book doesn't mean that's who you got. But you're keeping those people in 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 the loop. Oh look, I'm enjoying the show. It's it's it, Arrow's great. I like enjoy the people too. You can't have one without the other. <laughs> I can have the show without the people thinking they know what the fuck they're talking about. Nope. That the <laughs> the shows breed those people. The movies breed those people. The, the the way Oz feels about the people is the same way I feel about wrestling fans. Pariah and Harbinger are going to be in crisis. I don't even know what that means. Pariah is, by the way, uh, a Wells. A what? A Wells. Oh. Huh. Well, it's the same actor, so I'm assuming it's a Wells. And then Harbinger is uh, Diggle's wife. I, I can tell you're all stunned by the revelations. My bad. Did I spoil something? What What does uh? How does Burt Ward fit, fit into all this? <laughs> Like Burt Ward doesn't fit into a lot of things these days. <laughs> yet, yet he's in crisis. It's like, where's the Michelle Pfeiffer cameo? Yes, where's that? Actually, that is kind of technically in there because there's a newspaper where Michael Keaton's Batman marries Catwoman. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that see? that that's where you get the Keaton cameo. See, Lawrence thought he was being funny, but he was actually being prophetic. That yeah. was that was a compliment. What I do, Lawrence. I proffer. Yeah. So enjoy your Arrowverse mm-hmm. and Titans. This I, is the last season of Arrow, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's cut short, and it's just it's just Oliver Queen revisiting a lot of stuff, and like the I think the first episode was a reboot of the first episode of Arrow, where they're finding him in the island, but he's on a different Earth where they never found him. And he's there, yeah, like he's, to, he's there to to get something for the monitor. Essentially, he's on a mission for the monitor. But the whole episode is him in the Earth where they find him in 2019, not in what 2010 or whenever the fuck the the first season happened. 11. So all so life has continued for these characters, and they've all become whatever they become. You know, like his his sister dies of a drug overdose, which happened because. You know, season one, he stops her from he 
he he gets her to stop doing the vertigo drugs. So he since he wasn't there to to stop that, she dies of an overdose, and it's just Oliver Queen seeing what life would have been like if he hadn't been rescued when he was rescued. While at the Arrow, same time, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. There's another episode where they, I guess, the future has been fucked up because now there's this crisis that's going to happen soon. So the future characters, which annoy the fuck out of me, I hate, I hate Oliver Queen's son, I hate his daughter, I hate everybody in that, like that whole future thing, like just is pointless to me until they bring them all into present day, and it's Oliver Queen, it's Oliver Queen interacting with his future children. And that is more interesting, but they wasted like two whole episodes where the, the flash forwards are me seeing these kids not being able to stop crime because they're idiots. Do they kill Booster Gold, though? No. Don't get me started on my Booster Gold. <laughs> oh, Lord. Lauren <laughs> still hasn't watched that Smallville episode. Right? You haven't watched that Smallville episode, right? No. I didn't think so. No. Did you at least watch the the Justice League Unlimited episode? I think I've seen that before. Did you watch the Justice League action episode? No. That shit's good. Like, I watch those, like... Of Booster Gold? Every other week. The Justice League action one? You you know the one I'm talking about, Hick, right? With the demons from, from the, the Rock of Eternity? Yes. I don't think I've seen the whole thing, but I've seen parts of it. Oh, you've seen the Booster Gold episode, no? I want to say yes, but I don't remember. He fights Batman and he flips him, and he's happy because he finally knocked down Batman. Yeah, I think I saw that. Pretty sure I did. Is Berlanti the motherfucker that promised me a Booster Gold series like yeah. 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. And a Grayson series? I guess Titans well, is, is what he yeah, came up Titans with. Titans is everything that he was going to do because he was going to do the Hawk and Dove. He was going to do... Not the Booster uh, think- Gold. He he promised me a Booster Gold. Right, but he moved, he put everything in Titans. Again, not Booster Gold. I think that's... I mean, not yet. I thought they did Booster Gold in one of the the other crossover things with Arrow. Booster Gold has not shown up in the Arrowverse at all. He showed up in Smallville. That's it. That That's it for non-animated. Because he's shown up in animated in animated stuff every once in a while. I hate Berlanti. <laughs> you love him. You give him the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Larry, did you, watch, did you watch Watchmen? I did. Who watches Watchmen? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> you, have you, you not been watching it at all, Oz? Uh, I watched episode two and then I was done. Although I might get back into it because i saw a still of the squid monster dude like this last episode like don't get me wrong it's definitely done a lot more work in doing the world building and like helping you kind of see the the like like kind of fill the gap between the watchmen universe that we know and and how we got to where we are now but realistically speaking like this last episode i was like this episode felt the most like the watchman comic book like of of all the episodes period and it's still like it it did give you like some of what you know like uh, it gave you a little taste of like some of the stuff that you know from the comic a little bit not a lot a little bit but it was just the way that it was done it felt like an issue of watchman to me and I was just like, yeah, man. Like, yeah, it was, it was a great episode. I, I was like kind of blown away, honestly. Have you read the PDPedia? No, I have not. I, I actually pulled it up on my phone, but I didn't actually read it. 
okay. And it, it change does it change week to week? I think they add with every episode. Oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah. I need to mess with it. I need to mess with it. I haven't taken the time to look at it yet, but I like I I have a tab opened of it and I just haven't taken the time to actually look at it. In one of them they actually like they knock it feels like they kind of knocked the um, Snyder movie. Boy, but, how so? Well, it, just the, the the way they talk about, like, the, the... Oh, it focuses more on, like, showcasing, like, the actual violence and stuff. Not showing, like, the way the society is. You know what I mean? Mm. So it kind of... You know, some of the criticisms that were for, like... That people that liked the comic and didn't like the movie, like, have about comparing the two is what the PDPedia entry says about their in their show within a show that's telling you that old story about the Minutemen. Yeah. With Hooded Justice. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that joint, that scene they showed us was wild. I was like, whoa! Like, <laughs> like it was just very, like, raw. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but and but again, I feel like that all of that added to added to the uh, the the like intensity of the episode. Like the episode was ju- and just for those that haven't haven't seen it yet. This is not like you know no major spoilers here. But the episode basically focuses on the character Looking Glass, and I know for me, I was just like, man, I was like, I. It, it was the episode that basically, like, I was in. I've enjoyed every episode, but this one kind of cemented for me, like, kind of like the faith that okay, this is like there. There's a group of people here that understand what Watchmen as a comic was about, and they're they're trying to give us like a, a, an additional story in that universe. I I understand that, like, because I. Another thing that, in my opinion, since, you know, since the last time we talked about it majorly, that that has helped kind of like bridge the gap between the comic that we read and this show is the introduction of Special Agent Blake. Because, you know, because she was actually there and is actually a character that was, you know, in the comics, it's like her, like she's not heavy handed with it, which is kind of smart, too. But you can see the the through line in regards to the character that is in the comic and who she is today and kind of be like, OK, well, obviously she's been through some things that has have, have gotten her to the point that she's at now. And if you want to know more, check out the PDPedia. Well, there you go. I look, I need to do that. Tells you how she became the comedian for a while. Oh, dude, I did not know that. Yeah, and then she got caught in, in, like, the one last, like, bust of, like, stopping criminals uh-huh. by the FBI, but they decided to use her instead of, like, lock her up. Oh, dude, that's amazing. I hope they show us a little bit of that. That'd be awesome. I mean, if they didn't, you have it now. And, you know, Damon Lindelof using a website to explain shit is, you know, him not answering things is one of the Lindelof things that I've always criticized him about that I hate. But he does use the internet to answer them sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. it's evident with Lost. I didn't find anything for the leftovers, but you know, I wasn't looking either. Yeah. yeah. And they tell you how she got that Dr. Manhattan dildo. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, you, you gotta, gotta watch, watch Watchmen. The- you yeah. Start. <laughs> but, uh, if if people are watching the Watchmen for that, I don't know. I don't know if I want to watch that. Oh, oh, you you know you want to watch that. It's okay. 
Listen, you don't have to watch it. You can just find the link so you can order your own heck. <laughs> look, look. I'll look into it. <laughs> right, what else are we talking about before we got to get into news and get out of here? Um, we probably, honestly, we probably should just go into news. Unless, do you have a mm-hmm We're not today? doing the Mandalorian? Oh, we can talk about the Mandalorian. Yeah, I thought I thought it was called the Baby Yoda. Nah. <laughs> The baby Yoda. I'm annoyed dude. that baby Yoda, but that baby Yoda's cute as fuck. Oh, dude! Hell it's, yeah! It's it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> and it's so crazy because it's one of these things where it's like, like I remember, like <clears throat> obviously, you know, there are people that are making parallels between like that and Baby Groot, right? Yeah. And Baby Groot felt like a gimmick. Yeah. This this friggin' Baby Yoda, I'm like, well, yeah. I would call him the baby, what is it, Tridactyl. What? The baby Tridactyl. What is that? Well, Tridactyl is what you call Yoda's race. Because you don't know if he's Yoda's kid, you know, and he, I doubt he is, but. No, no, I don't think he's Yoda's kid either. But, so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm from anybody listening here, from now on, he should f- henceforth be known as the baby Tridactyl. But wait, why Tridactyl? Because they got three toes. Yeah. Okay. That's what they call him. Like that's what they call him in. I mean, Joe, am I wrong by calling him Tridactyl? I don't remember the name of the Yoda's <laughs> that's, race. That's I, don't, I thought like, if they they don't tell us the name of his race. Yeah, they I thought we don't know the name of his race. Yet. But in, in 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 anything where they do mention them, they call them Tridactyls. Like in no. the like, art game and shit. Yeah, like it's a like a placeholder till we know what it is. Like in, Check in Wikipedia. The, let's see. Put Tridactyl in Google. Let's see what's the first thing that comes up. Like there's a like there there are other members of Yoda's race in like the the Kotor games, but they don't call them Tridactyl. I think they just don't name the race. No, yeah, they don't name the race, but I know in, in the fandom that's what they call them, Tridactyl. I get a dinosaur uh, when I look that up. You get a what? A dinosaur. Or some oh, nifty three three no no I no it's a, <laughs> not it's a, a pterodactyl. It looks like it, it looks like a like a raptor. I, I guess I should oh. post it in chat. Oh, okay, but no, th- I, I will say this though, that next episode of like episode two of of the Mandalorian was great. Like I, I really enjoyed it. Had episode some two. it had some glaring issues. Glaring I, issues. What's a glaring issue of episode two of the of the Mandalorian, Jay? Um. Well, when he's going after the Jawas, he's basically climbing on their ship and they're throwing trash at him. <laughs> and then when he gets all the way to the top, they all shoot him. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, why would you waste your your stuff when you could have just shot him? I mean, maybe they just have bad aim. <laughs> they got that Stormtroop aim? So they're going to throw money at him. <laughs> like, we have terrible aim, so let's just throw money. Or whatever <laughs> oh, Jawas... Maybe they're, they're throwing the stuff that's worthless. Dude, nothing's worthless to a Jawa. Yeah, they're junk farmers. Ah, man. Jawas know what, what's it, money. It's what's ridiculous. Not money. It's all money because it's, it's ridiculous. Money. can't tell that they recycle it. But they weren't shooting at him these, the entire time. You know what I hated the most, Larry? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> because the way you said it, like, you know what I hated the most? Like, no, I have no idea what. What did you I hate hated the that most? this shit was 32 minutes long, mm-hmm. and 11 minutes of it gave you a full half of the story, 
with no dialogue. Yeah. Watching him walk and that's amazing, right? I hated how amazing that was. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. It's amazing. It almost reminds me of like Samurai Jack. Yeah, that's yeah. Vibe I got too. Like that's why I was like, man, fuck this show. I wanted it to be fifty-five minutes long, and in eleven, I could have watched just those eleven minutes. Good ass show. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's too bad they keep fucking up. Yeah, well, you know, it's Disney's Mandalorian by throwing junk instead of shooting. Yeah. Yes. I mean, really, Jay. I mean, really. Like, I guess that's the, the that's how I feel about it. Where, like, if that's if that's the word, if that's the best you can do in regards to a glaring, like, you know, mistake or misstep, it's like we're we're making that all right. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like they're, I mean, for you, it's of, fine. There are a lot of people and out there. A lot here. of people like you are going to be happy with it. But, but why? But I, I just demand more from my Star Wars <laughs> TV shows. <laughs> Look, like, and you know what? Man. And I will say, I do give it props where props is due. Like, I feel like I do that. Like, it looks great. Like, everything looks good from a like aesthetic and you know the puppetry is amazing but they just do weird things that stop it from being perfect and and hey i will go right to the mat with you and be like it's not perfect but it's better than good it's uh, like it's, we'll a, see. it's a great show especially considering that it's star wars it's like i you know i'm just like i, I feel like i've been enjoying this more than some of the movies Oh, it's much better than the, some of the movies. Well, there you go. The movies are too loud and too... Too loud? All, all I'm saying is, if if you had said to somebody that a Star Wars TV show would surpass a, a Star Wars movie, I feel like before this point, there have been people that would have just laughed that off. Like, well, no, I mean... They understand that the movies aren't all created equal, but they'd be like, there's no TV show that's going to be better than a Star Wars movie. But now we have one. And you know, John Favreau put this together. Right. And he knows. It's definitely better than Solo. It, it, it's better. Look, it's better than some of the mainline offerings of Star Wars. And not even just the ones that are just like the ones we all agree are like uh, somewhat suspect. It's like you can argue that this is as good as some of the best Star Wars movies. You know, John Favreau knows Mandalorians because he played one. Did he really? Yeah, in Clone Wars. I did not know that. Yeah, he played that. Remember that episode where um, where Obi Wan went to go talk to that one Duchess, and then he went to the moon to their moon. Yeah. That, so that that head of those Mandalorians that live on the moon that were the bad ones was yeah. John. Oh, I didn't know that. It's because you're not a Star Wars fan like I am. That look, that's it. That's why. Burn! It's so funny because I, I remember. I remember what like back back in the day, like my my boys were like, "Man, you're not a Star Wars fan. You don't even know who Lobot is." And I'm like, "Who, who is Lobot? Like, who knows who Lobot is?" I feel like I know who Lobot is, but I don't remember. Nobody knows who Lobot is. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is Lobot, one, isn't he? I know who Lobot feet? is. Isn't he what? The dude that the robot that gets his feet burned? Nah, man. No. Lo- Lobot. He's the dude that hangs out with Lando. Exactly. Oh. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, 
Is there a toy of him? There yeah. is a toy, and that's the only reason why you know nobody. <laughs> that's actually the only toy I had when I was little, but I didn't have it in the package. That's the only reason why anyone knows who Lobot <laughs> is because there's a toy. Look, there's a toy of the little laughing thing that's next to Jabba the Hutt in the movies, right? Who has a name too that I'm forgetting right now. Of course, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, no, the don't name get me wrong, huh? You know the name for the that little mousy guy? The, the I have that, spoken that guy. I was just talking about. Yeah, I don't know the name of it. No, uh, I thought you told it to me once. It very well may have happened, but I don't know it now. <laughs> yeah, that, it's like the alcohol done him dirty. It, it, it's it's something. Stu- <laughs> it's like a like one of those descriptive names, like like uh, like ratty or something. No, no, it's like. <laughs> Like uh, scabbernous or something like something stupid. Scabbernous. It's it, it's a it, yeah. I don't know. I'll look it up. It's salacious. Be crumb. That's yeah. See, it's a descriptive name. It's <laughs> what? Yeah. That's the hottest rapper name ever. <laughs> he's not a rat. He's a monkey lizard. Look, he's food in the Mandalorian. <laughs> That's hilarious. Salacious be crumb. That, yeah, that's not even a, a joke. That is literally his name. Salacious B is his middle name or middle initial. Crumb. Yeah. Man. I bet he has all the hot mixtapes. I don't know. There's no tattoos on his face. I mean, look, this is pre pre six nine. There's pre- no tattoos <laughs> on his face. I feel like we live in a post six nine era at this point, right? Like anyway. But, but yeah. But Salacious B Crumb predates, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So he's like on par with Master P and shit. Yeah, definitely. He's a he's a no limit soldier. Yeah. There you go. Well, he doesn't have a grill either. No. <laughs> he he predates all that. Too. Well, he doesn't have teeth. He's got like a beak. He was ahead of his time. How dare you? <laughs> Are you trying to say that he couldn't friggin' ice out that beak if he wanted to? <laughs> know your place. He 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 don't need it because he's spitting fire. He spits fire. <laughs> Actually, he has a beak, but he's like his mouth is still like pretty, pretty big too. Oh, I think he said his mouth was pretty. <laughs> you sure do got a pretty beak. <laughs> of course, if yeah, he does, if he doesn't have teeth, then that that's a like a bonus, right? Too far, man. Too far. Yeah. Dick's gonna get jealous. <laughs> but yeah, needless to say, Mandalorian is great. Like you know, yeah. It, like these these episodes are highly anticipated, and you know I I can't wait to get more stuff. You know what show in, in that way. Say what? You know what show is no good? What's that? Is that um Jeff Goldblum show? I haven't watched it yet. Was it no good? Like I, it's just him talking about sneakers. Well, I mean that was the first episode, right? I I, I only watched ten seconds of it. You're hilarious. Yeah, I don't. Like he, he does a different thing each week. Yeah, I don't. Th- that's what they're launching with. Yeah, because pe- people love with. Jeff Goldblum. It, it's for it's for the women's. I feel like what they're launching with is the Mandalorian, and then they also have oh, Jeff Goldblum they have the series, and none of them they have like nothing in the original series thing. Dude, did you not see High School Musical, the musical, the TV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't want to see that. Okay, so you need to look at High School Musical, the musical, the TV. <laughs> That that's this year's BH nine oh two one oh. Say what? That's this year's BH nine oh two one oh I heard. Exactly. Yeah, hopefully it gets cancelled after six episodes. 
Did that happen to Beverly Hills? Yeah, oh, it turns out man. old school fans that weren't real fans didn't like it. Wait, why are they not real fans? Because they didn't like it. The fact they didn't like it is what makes them not real fans. Well, I mean, if they're a fan like me, they would have liked it. Oh, God. What about Encore, man? You got Encore. The fuck is Encore? From what I understand, I haven't watched it. From what I understand, it's like a show where people that did like high school productions of their like of, of plays and stuff get to come back and 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 redo those productions of those plays fuck larry is that a disney plus show yeah that is oh my god i i rather see that old school winnie the pooh thing that used to come out in the 80s that's some shit you watch from uh, about mentally ill people on the learning channel. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm yeah. pretty sure the Winnie the Pooh thing is there if you want to watch it. Yeah, I'm but not, it's not, I, I ain't paying not for nothing. Man. It's no programming. Like I mean, like Apple TV Plus launched too, and that I only saw three trailers of like twelve shows, and all three of those looked really good. And one of them wasn't even for me. Like I know I'm like. You know, it looks good. Like, I'm going to watch it. Like, if, if they had to sell me on this streaming service with those three shows, I'd probably get it. And it was one called C with Jason Momoa. That's actually pretty good. You saw it? Yeah. It's good. What? Uh, Well, because Momoa is good in it. And there's these two kids that end up being the main characters. Like, they're the whole point of the show. And they uh. are not good actors. But everybody else, everybody else is pretty good. Okay. Everyone except for the main characters? <laughs> they don't become the main characters till they're adults. Because, like, the first three episodes, they're, they're kids. And it's it's Momoa. Like, he's the, the village chief. And those are his kids. And they're, they're the target for a specific reason. It's, it's a world where, like, there was a, a virus that killed off a bunch of people. And the people that survived all are blind. And so they, they've developed, like... This hundred years, hundreds of years later, they've they've all developed this, uh, this new world where everybody's blind, and you know the, these two kids are born. They're special for some reason, which, based on the title, obviously because they can probably see, and so they become targets. And that, like, they don't they don't show them as adults or I guess teenagers till like episode four or five. So up until the actors that they hired to play those characters have to act. It's a good show. Those those two so, kids are annoying, but Momoa's still in it and he's still pretty cool. So so the the seeing kids are being targeted by the blind people? By a group of blind people. Yeah, they're they're a group called witch hunters. And you know they it's been so long since people could see that anybody that can see is considered a witch, essentially. <laughs> So how, if, how if they, you hear if, if you hear that there might be somebody that can see, well, they're all like Daredevil, where they've been blind for so long that their other senses are heightened. So even though the the kids that can see have an advantage, it's still like you you try to walk in the woods and it, people are gonna know there's somebody there. If they don't hear you stumbling, you're a witch. I'm what? A- <laughs> 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 like, I'm trying to figure out. I'm like. I'm not saying that they're not adapted and, and have like I'm, what I'm trying to know is like how do they know that these fools can see? Because well, because they, the uh, okay, a, okay, a little bit of a spoiler. There was a dude that was born with the power of sight, and he was banging like the the empress of the of the main city, and 
left her and then the rumor tells that like he shows up at a village impregnates this other chick and somebody like finds out hey i've heard of this guy he's considered a witch i'm going to report him to to the empress to the witch hunters but he doesn't know why he's considered a witch the the empress is the only one that knows well he could see that's why we call him a witch and we want him dead because that's that's fucked up that's a power that could overthrow everybody and then they find out that he had kids well the kids are considered witches i think only the empress knows that they can see and that's why they're they're heretics how does she know because she was banging the dude that could see how but uh, she's blind right yeah so how does she know he can see because he told her they were sleeping together (laughs) wait what they were sleeping together yeah what does sleeping together have to do with oh you can see that well, he told her. Oh, okay. Well, that's an important fact. Like, it, it's not like it's not like they met randomly and, and fucked. I mean, they were in a relationship, and in fact, it's kind of stupid if, that if he doesn't tell her that she can that he can see, then she don't know. Well, no, he she, does tell her. Oh, yeah, but you didn't say that. Well, because they're trying not to spoil. Larry, you you know that you tell your partner everything. Listen, if if, if they thought I was a witch. Because I could see, and everybody can't see, I might just keep that joint well, see, to myself. It, see, that's the thing. He wasn't a, a heretic until he left her. And she's the empress, so she can declare you whatever the fuck she wants. Oh, wait. So, so... The, the way... The, the, the way... With, the, the way it's born with sight. Right. And up until this point, nobody with sight was... Every, if you had sight, it was okay. It was... It was... Uh, the empress can, it can make it whatever the fuck she wants. And she was bang- he was banging the empress like they were in love. She- yeah. At that point, the empress thought he's got a power. Our kids are going to be gods because they're going to have this ability that no one else has, which is vision. Right. And then Larry, he then he leaves her. He leaves her. So guess what? Now he's a witch. Now now he needs to be either murdered or brought back to me so I can have the the children that are going to save the world. Larry's trying to act all cool, acting like he doesn't value his vision. <laughs> no, I, I value vision. I'm just trying to see, like, I'm like, okay, like, I'm like, if people are like, oh, well, if you can see, you're a witch. I'm like, well, how did they figure that out? It's still better than Encore. It's it's a stupid <laughs> premise, but it's a good show. It it might be better than Encore. <laughs> it don't. It doesn't sound better than The Mandalorian, though. No, it sounds better than High School Musical. Musical sounds I better mean, than The Cape. Mm, I don't know. C, <laughs> if you like, if you don't want to watch C as a series, I recommend watching episode three because it has <laughs> no. It has Jason Momoa is has a sword fight in it with like five or six dudes, and it is one of the most blind. one of the most artistic. Like just beautifully choreographed sword fight because everybody involved is blind and just the the way that it's done looks amazing so if you're not going to watch the series i recommend at least watching uh episode three for this one sword fight because it looks it's a it's beautiful bloody as hell and gory but just like a work of art if 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 film or or Whatever the hell medium you want to call this film, TV, whatever, it is considered art. This is like the epitome of what what art is. Like it, it's just 
it's a beautiful scene. Then they also have the life of Emily Dickinson when she's a teenager. I haven't seen that. No. That's better than Encore. Mo, you have Apple TV, so you get all this for free, right? Um, I yeah. <laughs> I I haven't activated my free account because it's not necessarily mine. It's my nephew's. So we're in the same not a family plan with the phone, but he bought a new phone and he gets it and he's in my family for terms of like Apple Music and shit. And so technically if he decides to activate it, then yeah, I get it. Oh, like I said, but, if oh, you technically if, since he's like my son in according to Apple, <laughs> I can just activate it for him because he's my son. But I, 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 I haven't talked to him about it. Yeah, so anybody who like think this show is stupid at least watch episode three that Just one sort of like the trailer itself mm-hmm. is like it does a beautiful job of selling you yeah the trailer don't show anything past like episode two yeah but it it all looks really like, good like there's still babies in the trailer like, the trailer was Jason Momoa holding two babies yeah <laughs> <laughs> chicks love dudes that hold babies I'm not a chick how's he find how's he find the babies to pick them up he can hear them crying mmm Larry, did you go to the bathroom when your eyes didn't work? I could hear the toilet crying. <laughs> <laughs> see? You know. Larry's trying to act like he could see all his life. <laughs> trying to act like he always could see. You know, I remember new. those days, Larry. Vision's new. I remember those days. There it is. There it is. And they <laughs> have this other show called Morning Show. That it's about this dude that got... Um, who's the guy? Like Matt Lauer. Is that the Steve Carell show? Yeah, he's disgraced, and then the lady that replaces him is thrown out to like be the. Remember how they did Katie Couric, Larry? Do you remember that? Yes. How they just threw her into that spot, like, and she was like carrying the network basically, and it failed because you can't just, you know, somebody has been there forty years, you can't just do it. So it's like that, but from a, a behind the scenes look, where it's like you're what like. The dude, it's actually the dude that plays Dr. Manhattan, and he just says, you know, watching a middle-aged woman crash and burn on live television is the best entertainment there is. You know, like, it, it's, it's you're just watching her, like, try to do this show, and it looks really compelling. Wow. I that, didn't think it would be, but 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 it, it is. That show's got Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, and Wither, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, and the dude that plays Dr. Manhattan. Fully clothed, but yeah. <laughs> well, then I'm, I'm out. Not, if he's fully clothed, yeah, I'm not impressed. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be impressed because that was a CGI penis. Tiger Claw is so disappointed right now. Dude, Tiger Claw's disappointed. I like half my fantasies just went out the window. <laughs> I think should we just wrap up? Because yeah, unless there's anything huge happening, uh, apparently anything not because it was a CGI penis. <laughs> Hilarious. You know, the only thing I could think of off the top is uh, there is a new um, Powers comic book coming out. Oh, great. No, wow. I mean, it's good. Like, you're going to get two issues, and then the next four aren't going to come out for another five years. I I don't. I think actually it might be like a graphic novel type situation. (laughs) Who's putting it out? Huh? Who's putting it out? Image? You know what? That's a good question. I it, it might be under his uh, that imprint from DC. Oh, I'd be but, great if you would have pre-produced this news story. <laughs> well, listen, I was too busy looking up Salacious B. Crumb <laughs> and playing Return of the Odin Fair or whatever Odin Bryn, whatever. What was that game? Overbryn. 
Oh, oh, oh. Re- Return of the Oberdin. Oberdin. Yeah. Yeah, look, that's exactly. not half that's as That's what imp- it was. That's not half as important as the release of the Snyder Cut. Oh, dude. I, I didn't see, like, people are, are, more people are asking for more it. More people? Day, right? like, Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck have been asking for it. Yeah. S- Snyder's been posting, like, uh, uh, shots. It's a thing, though, right? Apparently, look, apparently it is. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think so. You think know what's hilarious sucks. about this, though? Everybody wants to see it, but it's still going to be a pile of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like it's still not an actual thing. Like, like I know, I think they talk about it like it's. A I thing. mean, we'll get a good Henry Cavill. Like no, none of that mouth. <laughs> yeah, look, I think Warner Brothers should, at this point, say, "Look, you want a Snyder cut? I, obviously, whatever they've shot, they've shot. They, I'm pretty sure that was done. The actual live action shooting stuff." Do like some Kickstarter, have people who keep asking for this, put their money where their mouth is. And if they make a certain goal, whatever, two million or whatever it would take to to finish the, the CGI and the special effects for it. If they if they meet that mark, you know what? Put it out. What do they got to lose? It's already paid for. Give them the DVD. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's either going to be just as bad, in which case they can say, look, we told you so. That's why we're not we weren't paying for it. <laughs> Or it'll be better, in which case they say, hey, you get what you wanted. You know, you paid for it. Here it is. I want the Snyder Wait, cut. so was the Snyder Cut supposed to have a dark side? Yes. Um, it ends with Superman punches Steppenwolf into the air. Wonder Woman decapitates him. And the head goes through the boom tube and lands in front of dark side, which sounds that badass. That's not that great. <laughs> It's not, like, it, Snyder cut, baby. It's it's I'll better than what we got, dollars. right? So you mean that like she aimed it into a boom tube, or was the um, boom tube in the sky? The boom tube or? was open when she decapitated uh, Steppenwolf, and the momentum of the head carried it through the boom tube and lands in front of Darkseid. This is all just from stills that they that it, they've posted. What they don't tell you. Is that it's the new fifty two dark side that has the arrow that points at his crotch, so that makes it even better. <laughs> it's not like even new fifty two dark side; it's baby dark side. You know, all all they, of this, all of this. Like, I don't think they'll put because that might conflict with because if they do put that out, then they have to get, they're going to have to use the new gods design from the upcoming movie, right? Not necessarily. Why not? Because Justice League, Snyder's Justice League would be could be considered a different universe. So whatever they're coming out with later on can okay. be in its own universe. Because nothing's related anymore. Because right, right? the new guys aren't going to look anything like what Steppenwolf looked like. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, Steppenwolf didn't even look like he was wearing... Like, the outfit Steppenwolf wore is... N- Come on. The new guys are not going to look anything like that. <laughs> the, the new guys are going to look like they're wearing clothes. They're going to look like Inhumans. What, if yeah, the Snyder yeah. Cut comes out, does Lex Luthor look better? I don't even think he's in there. I think he's supposed to be. He was like the catalyst for a bunch no, of and it, it, look, it's con- it's There's a lot of contradicting reports because originally I heard <laughs> that the Justice League was supposed to lose in the Justice League movie to set up part two. And that's why Flash travels back in time to talk to Bruce Wayne in, in Batman versus Superman. So I don't know. Look, well, the only way we'll know for sure is to actually put it out and then we can judge Snyder on his on his vision. But then even if it comes out, you don't get a part two. Doesn't matter. Let's judge Snyder on, on his list. 
Stop hearing about the Snyder cut. Put the fucking thing out there, and then we can see Snyder or I Whedon. Mean, I better. mean, I kind of already judged it off of the previous work. Hey, and, and you know what? I'm gonna say it's probably gonna be shit. I'm already, I'm already saying the Snyder cut would be even better because you don't get the the Superman mustache mouth. So it's already better. I mean, okay, whatever. Heck, you don't watch movies. <laughs> I don't watch city movies unless they're funny. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, let's play that wrap up music. Heck. Give us some final thoughts. Uh, Snyder Cut. Never release it. Put it in the Disney vault. <laughs> Jay, final thoughts. Uh, Steven Universe Future starts December 7th. What? Okie dokie. Oscor, final thoughts. I can't wait for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Moses Magnum, final thoughts. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> and for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Until then, make sure you follow us on all social media. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all that. Just go and join and freaking interact with us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of, what we need to ditch. All of this. Uh, this is Fantastic Forum. We'll be back next week only on allgames.com.